My dreams were so vivid this time. They were set among streams and meandering brooks. The air was split like random cuts from above by streaming light. Under the green dome far above, I sat by a clear pool with Dottie as my companion. The tears I shed yesterday were as much tears of release as of sadness about change. I have, of late, begun to realize the stark reality of what all of these things mean, that it must mean death on an epic scale in the world outside of my fortress. I simply did not want to know before. It was easier not to know. And now that I do, I mourn for those scores of people who must now be under the earth. My dreams, completely absent of any man-made element, were a tribute to them, I think. For when all is long forgotten, checkbook balances, awards, crowns, and bling of all sorts, that which remains are only the elemental portions of ourselves on loan from the universe returned to replenish that from which it came, earth to earth. To me in my mindly paradise, my dreams fantasy devoid of worldly troubles, the green of the thousands of leaves, the bark on the towering pines, and the water in the pool before me, all represent the elements of those that have gone before, have succumbed to this plague, and come back to greet those of us who remain. They breathe their shining breath upon us. This place is both an escape and a second line a la New Orleans, a dancing Dixieland celebration of the lives of those who lived. How someone could have created such a paradise Amongst the most bare New York skyline is something of mystic proportion to me. If ever there were a contrast, the moment that the door to the roof opened and I smelled that air, cleaned by living things in the thousands, this was one, so unexpected, so terribly, deeply welcome. I breathed in the air and it cleaned my soul, or awoken it at least to the fact that, news to me, I am still alive. Hallelujah! I am alive. Everyone who is not sick in the midst of a pandemic should take a private moment, I think, to cheer off to the side in private so as not to disturb the morning. We should hoop and holler, though in some dark basement somewhere when no one is looking. We should howl like wolves to the moon that we persist and then quietly, resolutely and humbly re-enter the world and plod on. This garden seemed like an invitation to that kind of joyous fete. It was a party during the Blitz, a song in a concentration camp. It was a giant fuck you to the virus itself. It was just so wonderful.
I have been here alone for months now. I have gone on in my solitary world from day to day. The garden, though, was immaculate. No weeds, nothing overgrown. In a lot of ways, it was pristine in the way a garden in a magazine might be. This garden exuded love, for it had received it, grew from it, from love given it in great quantities. This was not a garden that someone had left and had survived in spite of the absence of care. No, this was a garden that had been and continues to be carefully tended. This can only mean one thing. I have not been here alone for months. There really is someone else in the building. And if this garden is any indication of the kind of person they are, I am overjoyed that they are my companion. Coming to this realization, though, filled me with a bit of guilt for Losing my mind at the sight of fresh vegetables, I took an eggplant and two of the most beautiful ripe tomatoes, and they were delicious. And I am sad now that I had not paid tribute to their gardener when I tasted them. Even someone who eats so simply, so puritanistically, can recognize great quality, especially with fruits and vegetables. The tomatoes exploded with taste in my mouth. I really wish I had realized then what I do now, that I had taken something that was lovingly cultivated and not for me. Now was the first time I felt what it must feel like to be a thief. I felt shame. I wrote a quick note. I took an eggplant and two tomatoes. Please forgive me. I did not mean to steal from you. I sealed the note and took it to the roof and attached it to the top of the small table in the far corner of the garden. I addressed it to my neighbor, the gardener. When I came back hours later to sit and watch the sun go down, my note was gone. Mm-hmm.